Hi friends, it's me, Diana Piquet, and it's Weight Loss Wednesday. Welcome. I'm a West Coast mama who has yo-yoed with weight my whole adult life. Over the last couple of years, I've been really doing my best to lean hard on a self-loving approach that would keep my weight in check, and it was realistic enough for me to do for the rest of my life. I'm really tired out from 40 years of losing a bunch of weight and then slowly gaining it back over time. It's been exhausting. I wanted to take care of this beautiful body of mine because I love being alive and I want to be a vibrant, confident, and healthy version of myself. I've been learning, journaling, reading. I've been listening to my own self-talk. I've been making some mistakes and yet observing my confidence growing week after week. I wanted to share my journey because I know what it's like to feel embarrassed or alone over this issue. And the truth is you absolutely are not. I hope you have a listen and I hope that in some way you can take some of this, apply it to your life and see some benefits. I'm so excited to share with you. And as always, I'm cheering you on from Huntington Beach. Hey friends, me Diana. Happy Weight Loss Wednesday. Happy Health Journey Wednesday. Happy Maintenance Wednesday. Whatever you've got going on with your health journey. I hope it's a good one for you. I got to thinking about uh, my journey and as of right around now, I've lost um, 80 pounds and kept it all off for about a year. And I started thinking about how this year is so much different Um, So much less yo-yo, so much less up and down. And I was wanting to kind of like compile a list to share. You can hear my paper, a list to share of the reasons why. And I thought maybe it would be helpful and beneficial to some of you guys out there who are either looking to ponder your journey a little bit more or find other things that would help you get motivated and on your right path. So Um, The first thing I thought of was that I have really like laid down my life to the calendar. I use the calendar every single day. It's helped me so much to, um, I wrote using the calendar to take control of my days. And in some ways I like, I don't love the word control, but by taking control of my days, it's actually given me more freedom in my days, my weeks, my month, because I never realized how much time I actually had in my possession to put effort into my goals until I really took control of that calendar. And on a daily level, now I know like, okay, this is my time to podcast, or this is my time to food prep or food plan, or this is, this is my time. And by parsing it all out, I actually have more time. And I feel like my life is under control in control, but it gives me more freedom. I, I, I hope that makes sense. Um, Now I know where I'm going to exercise, who I'm going to meet, you know, like I need, not only do I need to exercise, but sometimes I need to be social. So like, I, I can't always just like last minute call up anyone and just be like, Hey, can you go for a walk? Or Hey, can you meet me at the gym? But by having my calendar scheduled out, layered in with exercise, all that kind of stuff, I know who I'm going to be able to meet and the majority of my needs are met throughout the week by doing that. Not to say that like, things don't fall through the cracks or plans don't fall through. Or like this morning, I was supposed to walk with a friend. And then she's like, are we walking? And I'm like, yeah, but it's raining. So what are we doing? Things obviously change. So the calendar isn't super rigid. But man, that has really helped me even down to like, how much water I get. Um, I have a plan, you know, I have a plan for all of it. So the calendar has helped a lot. And then my second thing was making plans with like minded folks who are on a similar Past. So this speaks back to planning, but you know, 
they say that whoever you spend your time with is like who who's going to influence you the most. I think the Pinterest saying is basically like, you're the lump sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. And so if that's true, it's super helpful to make sure that you're getting together with other folks who are on that same journey. You know, not like my, my people that I walk with aren't necessarily like on a path to lose weight. Um, but they are on a path to be healthy. You know, some of them are on a path where they're trying to make a big major life change, but some of them already have. Some of them never needed to. They just had healthy habits. Um, But the quality of the people that I'm hanging around with, the conversations we have really are supporting what my journey is like right now. And being around positive folks um, is almost like a safety net for me, you know. Uh, I need their support, but they need my support too. So that kind of fulfills that part of me that needs to feel like I'm supporting or I'm part of a bigger thing. And it's sort of a weekly reminder, like to, to keep leveling up, to keep reaching out, to keep reaching for the things that I want to do. The third thing that I noted was that I had, um, (laughs) I wrote Becoming My Own own Biggest Cheerleader, but when I read it over, I I rewrote it and I said, I've fallen in love with the person that I'm becoming and the person that I am. So this is a really hard one. If you are not raised this way, it can be challenging for sure. Um, It's so necessary for women in, in particular. You know, we're so urged to stay humble, don't brag about our accomplishments. Um, But it really that humbleness can also be sort of a toxicity. It's so important because it's no one else's responsibility to cheer us on. We have to be our own daily habitual cheerleaders, um, standing ourselves up to ourselves. I'm not saying like, I'm not talking about on your social media feed, although that's fine too. I'm not talking about anywhere else, but I'm just saying like, what do you say to yourself in the mirror? Um, It needs to be this daily habit to cheer yourself on. Um, I I guess, for example, an example of self-cheering would be like, uh, let's see, how does that come up in my life? I have reminders on my phone, which I've talked to you guys about in the past are a huge safety net for me. But one of them is affirm myself. And so I send myself an affirming text. And it's not like perfection or anything like that. Sometimes I just send myself a text. I'm like, I'm proud of the way you handled that argument today with whatever kid. I'm, ha- I'm proud of the way that you stayed patient on the phone with whatever doctor appointment I'm trying to make and the ridiculousness of the healthcare system. I'm proud of myself for what? And being able to focus on what I feel like I'm doing right is such a way to cheer myself on because I'm actually bringing those positive things about myself to light in my mind and reminding my brain about who I am. Um... So the daily affirming text, I also learned from reading Mel Mel Robbins' um, High Five Habit, which there's a whole book about it. And I would, I would definitely say go out and grab this book and read it. It helped me so much. But putting your hand up to the mirror and actually looking yourself in the eye and cheering yourself on. Uh, It could be physically like you could say, I mean, it started out physically for me, like, oh, you have pretty eyes or you have pretty eyelashes or, and then it became like, I'm proud of you. Like I would look at myself and I'm proud of you for whatever. And there's so many things, like if you stop and think about all the things that you do, either for your children, your family members, your friends, yourself, like if you're getting through life, if you're like breathing, it's a lot of work. And so there's lots of things to note and cheer yourself on about. 
And one of the reasons I feel like that this is so important is because it's kind of evolved into this thing for me where now I like look at myself in the eye in the mirror with my hand up and I'm like, I got you today. I'm going to protect you today. I'm going to care about you. I'm going to set good boundaries for you. And it's that kind of like self-talk that makes me feel like someone has got my back. I've got my own back. I will take care of myself. So it's kind of like heady, sort of like maybe a little bit heavy or silly stuff, but it really does help me. And and it's not my husband. My husband is great, but it's not his responsibility to do that for me every day. He's got to do that for himself. And I need to do it for myself because I am my own main character. So that's that's been a big shift this year. Um, my fourth thing was watching myself and those things that work. Um and also watching myself and noticing the things that don't work. So like I said before, the calendar totally hooks me up. I'm less stressed. Um, I have food with me on days where I know I have a busy day because I actually like pack nuts or a yogurt or whatever um, because I know what my daily activities are. But also watching my struggles too. So I've really like this has been a big wake up year for me. Um, one of the things I noted was I was like, huh, you know, scale's starting to go back up. I'm feeling bloated. I'm feeling gassy. Like a lot of those sluggish things are coming back. What is going on? And I realized like I was doing a lot of snacking to relax while watching TV. And um, I'd, laid, I'd be exhausted because, of course, just like all of you guys out there, I do 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 for other people, for myself, for work. I do all day long. And then I'm exhausted. And so about five o'clock, I would like lay down on the couch to like, like dinners on the stove, but nobody else is down yet. So I'd lay down for half an hour. And then I'd be like, Ooh, you know, what sounds good is pretzels and peanut butter, and a little bit of strawberry jam to dip them with. And then a big glass, you know, it's just like, before dinner, and being able to note it and learn rather than getting angry at myself and saying, you know, oh, screw the whole thing. Um, I've learned that one of the things that I was not doing was letting myself, giving myself permission to just sit down, relax, watch a show or listen to some music, close my eyes, not be folding something or sweeping something or switching something into the dryer or cleaning out something. Um, I stopped putting this pressure on myself to just be going, going, going. You know, um, everything doesn't always have to be done around the house. And sometimes I just need to lay down and rest in the afternoon. But I noted that I was using food as an excuse to rest. And so I would sit there on my butt and keep my, my mouth was busy chomping on chips or string cheeses or sleeves of Oreos or whatever. That was taking my mind off of all the things I needed to do. And I had to start getting mindful of that habit really just sort of like making some space for myself to just lay down and watch a TV show or read a book and being allowed to relax, allowed to have some downtime, you know, and I, I had to watch myself. I'm like, okay, I'm using food as the excuse to relax. And that's not necessary anymore. I don't need to feel guilty for just simply laying down and closing my eyes or laying down and watching a show. <sighs> that's a big one. That is a big one. And it's also a very hard habit to change. Uh, number five was accepting the probability that I will be starting sometimes over on a weekly basis and not kicking myself for the fact and saying, oh, you know, here I failed again. I had to start cheering myself on for my restarts. Um, so starting over again is a lot more fun if you know, if you're your mind can trust that, oh, like last time I had to start over again, she was really happy with me for starting over. And that's what we really concentrated on. 
So it makes my start overs quicker. Like I start over at the next meal rather than start over six months later after I've gained 40 or 50 pounds. Now I'm just like, okay, uh, definitely ate more dessert than I had intended to last night. That wasn't really on the pen, but that's okay. I'm starting over at the next meal. And I'm so proud of you for starting over. So I don't focus so much on the part that I wish I wouldn't have done. I focus more on the part that I'm so proud of myself for doing, which is getting up and getting on with it and getting back on the horse. Um, it's just, you know, facts, life comes up, birthday parties, five kids. So there's always, there's always like a birthday or something, you know, sometimes I have a piece of cake and sometimes I just, I'm not into it and I skip it or I'm having like a really strong moment where I'm like, no, I'm feeling so good. I haven't had sugar in a couple of days and I just don't want to put that in my system, you know, but if I do decide I want to, I don't like harbor any shame over it. I don't you know, let it ruin the rest of the week, I just start over at the next meal. And that's, this is another really big one for me, because I had this very perfectionist mindset that I was going to have the perfect week. And then as soon as something didn't go quite right, as soon as I had extra pretzels, as soon as I had champagne, I would just throw the whole week in the trash and just say, fuck it. And I had to get used to that mindset of being okay with the occasional thing. That's life, you know, and it's okay. Just go on to your next meal. You know, I just don't want to derail anymore and like go off for months on end, which I really used to. Um, it's just not worth it. Um, the sixth thing was kind of a simple one, but I just didn't realize to the extent that I always did it. it. I wrote down, I just don't bring the crap into the house anymore. So often we almost always go out for a date night during the week. And oftentimes I would order in a couple of pizzas and I wouldn't usually eat the pizza, but my kids did. And then the next day I'd eat cold pizza. And it's sort of like this gift that keeps on giving because, you know, the pizza, oftentimes there's tons of leftovers. So I end up eating it for several days. And so do my kids, you know, um, big things of ice cream, like on a birthday, getting a huge birthday cake. And then, you know, everybody has a piece, but then there's like 75% of the cake left out in the fridge. And I'm just, it's around. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to waste it. And so I end up eating it. So I've just gotten to the place where like, I just don't have that stuff around anymore. Um, I don't really believe that there's a, a bad food, like food is bad. Um, rigidity is just not something that functions well for our family overall. But I feel like having a ton of fruit and you know, that's cut up in the fridge. It's easy to grab. It's super cold and refreshing. Turkey slices. Like there's lots of healthy options inside the fridge for the kids, but I just don't keep like a cookie jar with cookies. And that might not sound like, oh, you're not a fun mom. But honestly, like we just eat them. They do all day long and I will all day long. So I just don't keep it in the house. And it's so much easier for them to make good decisions and for me to make good decisions if it's just not sitting there on the counter or in the cupboard. So I just don't bring the stuff in anymore. And it's it's fine. Like occasionally, like my birthday was uh, recently and we went out to dinner. And we got a couple of desserts and we all had a bite. And that's that. We didn't have any cakes sitting in the outside garage fit fridge, you know, beckoning me to have more of it. Because honestly, like I am the perfect candidate to eat stale week old cake. I don't know why but I will if it's here. So that's been a big one. Just don't bring the stuff. One of the things that I've noted that has really changed in me, but is still changing because I'm not totally there yet. I'm still working. I'm still definitely in this journey is getting okay with other people that are 
uncomfortable with my changes. Um, I said earlier that I noted that like it really is important to surround yourself with people that are on your same journey, but it can be very challenging considering, you know, you've had a life before you decided to make this big health goal for yourself, you know, especially if you're making like a really, really big change. If you're looking to lose 20 pounds, that's one thing. But if you're looking to lose like a hundred pounds, your lifestyle, like those friends that you go to movies with and have dinner before and eat a bunch of crap while you're watching the movie, or like your friendship is based around eating, um, might change and other people might not be there yet. The cool thing is, is that if you you know, all ships rise. So if you are the type of person that is willing to kind of go it alone for a while, you might see like your husband or your spouse or your girlfriend start to level themselves up as well. And people might come along with you. You will eventually make new friends who are more on your health journey path. You'll make friends at the gym or you'll make friends at your Zumba class or surfing or whatever. Um, as you change, your friendships will change, but getting okay with other people who aren't really willing and maybe are scared to make that change for themselves and seeing you do it, they're either, you know, going through jealousy or maybe they're going through, um, it's uncomfortable to be around you because you're kind of holding up a mirror to what they could do, but they haven't made that commitment yet and getting okay with all of that. Um, I've definitely seen that a few times where like, There are people that I love that don't necessarily want to be around me as much anymore because we're not on the same path. And it's maybe, I I mean, I can't speak for them, but I can say that it might be a situation where it's hard for them to be around me. Um, We're really different and, and, and friendships ebb and flow and change, but keeping your eye on the prize of what you want to do and where you want to go and where you envision yourself to be in a year from now, um, has to be the focus rather than getting really focused on someone else's uncomfort. Because it's one thing to try and rise up and make some changes. Change is hard, but it's quite another thing to be rising up and trying to like claw your way out of a situation and have, uh, someone who's close to you who wants to pull you back into it. So I'm talking about food pushers. I'm talking about that person. that's like, well, you don't love me if you don't eat my pumpkin pie anymore. Well, it's not true that I don't love you anymore. I just don't love the way that, you know, eating a whole pumpkin pie is on my body. So I'm going to have a slice of it. You know, you are allowed to change and evolve and getting okay with your journey and putting that above the discomfort of other people. Number eight was definitely doing a weekly check-in. So I would have a weekly check-in where I would sort of download, you know, weigh, download how the week went the things that went right, the things that were a struggle, what the next week looked like, what was my contingency plan that all ties back into the calendar for me, but you can do that any way that you want. Um, Some people do it through prayer or meditation. Um, Some people do it with a pen and paper, uh, journal it, whatever, but definitely having a weekly check-in with myself about how the week went. And during that weekly check-in, I did a lot of visualization of like, okay, this is how I see myself in a year. In a year from now, I see myself as a person who can do anything that I want with my body. Do I want a zip line? Do I want a kayak? Do I want to run? I can do anything that I want to do with my body. And that was for me. I would be comfortable in any activity. I could wear what I want. Um, I would feel good and comfortable about going to the doctor. I wouldn't have, you know 
health issues hanging like a monkey on my back, you know, in the back of my mind, always worried, like, you know, is something coming up? I know I'm not doing right by my body. I want, that's how I visualize myself. And so spending time, like actually, what does she look like? What does she act like? How does she feel? Who does she hang out with? Like really, you know, and that's not exactly who I am right now, but I visualize who I'm working towards being. And by visualizing that, it kind of keeps me on track of what I needed to do. Number nine for sure is that I had to get really honest with myself. And that is still a journey. I'm such a liar to myself. And I had to wake up to that. Um, I had to quit lying to myself about like when, like, oh, after the new year, on my birthday, you know, on Monday, I'm going to actually start engaging in these habits that I have to do to become healthier. Um, I, I had to quit lying to myself that I deserve the extra food or that, you know, another lie I would tell myself was that I, oh, I'm not drinking too much or, or too much, too, having too much fast food. You know, I had to start getting really honest and it's hard. It's really hard to be honest. Um, you know, every decision that we make is a vote for who we are next week, next month, in a year, in five years. And I was making a lot of bad votes. And it was leading me down a path that I didn't want to be on. And so I had to like get very honest on a micro level about what I was doing, why I was doing it, and really start like diving deep and examining. And it sounds like so woo woo and it sounds kind of exhausting and it is, but facing reality has been a big deal for me this year. Um, yeah, of course, like there's simple answers like, yeah, I like ice cream. It tastes really good. That's why I eat a lot of it. But also realizing that I didn't want to face all these kids in my house in the afternoon. And so I would do some escapism with food. Well, that's not a good, like, I'm not even really enjoying the food. I'm thinking angry thoughts about my kids while I avoid them and I eat food. So it's like, there's no win in that. So I had to start like really getting really, really real with myself about what I was doing to myself, where I was going with it all my excuses, you know, I was a huge excuse maker with working out. Oh, I don't feel like it today. Oh, my ankle's hurting a little bit. Oh, you know, whatever. The truth is, is like daily exercise is really, really good for my body. My body really likes it and responds well to it. The truth also is, is that I'm kind of lazy and I don't always want to do it. So how do I find a happy medium between the two? So honesty has been a, a huge one this year. And then my big one that I put in the end was coming to the understanding and the glorious realization that I am so capable and we, all of you, are so capable of doing hard things and new things. And we have this negative self-talk that, you know, we've either picked up along the way that is getting us nowhere. So... I've been trying to learn about those old habits that were just holding me back, old patterns I learned in childhood or I picked up along the way. Um, but it is so exciting to know that we can literally do challenging things. Like we can change. It's never too late. If you're still taking breaths in, it's never too late to start making changes. That's, you know, like right now. Maybe you're not even hungry, so it's not at your next meal, but right now you can get up and drink some water. You could get up and go for a walk around the block. You could grab a pencil and journal a little, little bit about how you're feeling and how you want to become more self-aware. 
And it is so exciting to know that, you know, you can literally physically create new neuropathways that would support habits that are healthier and better for you. Um, Not everybody's going to take the road that leads to health, but it is so cool that we have the choice and we are so capable to do it. And coming to that understanding, like I may not always make the best choices, but I always have the freedom to do so. And I am so capable. So those are the 10 things that I thought of that have really supported me not only losing 80 pounds, but keeping it off and being very stable for the most part this year. Um, I hope that this hits you in the right spot and it makes you think about what's going right for you and what areas are challenges for you. And uh, I really hope that you'll just sit and like visualize who you really, you know, who you really see yourself as in a year. Like what could you be doing in a year from now? Um, If we let go of that perfectionism of that, you know, oh, I'm going to win the lottery and I'm going to have a perfect body and be shot for the cover of, you know, Women's Health Journal or whatever. No, like, but what could you really do and accomplish this year by this time in 2023, when we are wrapping up 2023, could you be like, look what I accomplished this year? It's, it's pretty inspiring if you stop and think about it. So anyway, I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoy, um, whatever's coming your way. And I want to just say thank you so much for listening. I'm always cheering you on from Huntington beach. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Diana Show. If you want to hear about weight loss, you got to tune in on Wednesdays. And if you want to hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three-bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks, friends.